third down and three. Quick throw. What a catch. Samuel stays upright. Terrific catch and run. One-on-one with Ramsey. Can't bring him down. Samuel. Highlight reel. Touchdown. In the entertainment capital of the world. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. It's the T.C. Martin Show. and 10 for Mahomes. Pressure, and he sacks! First one of the day, and it's Bosa who gets home. T.C. Martin. T.C. Martin. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. He is electrifying! T.C. Martin. Is this for real? Oh my goodness! Can he do it twice? T.C. Martin. Can you believe it? Even a little Dion strut to the end zone. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver of motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties! Chasing Mahomes in the end zone! Their third Super Bowl in five years! The Chiefs are back-to-back! Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25, 22 in overtime. Kevin Harlan, my guy on Westwood One, a Kansas City native. I know he was a little bit uh, excited. I heard some some of his calls uh, earlier today, and I thought Kevin did a great job. He got just as excited for Niner touchdowns as he did Kansas. Of course, he's he's the true pro, uh, Kevin Harlan. There it is, 25-22 in Las Vegas. Overall, the Las Vegas Super Bowl experience, a success, no doubt about it. Chiefs fans feeling that way. Not so much for San Francisco as the San Francisco 49ers lose again. And uh, they lose to the Kansas City Chiefs for the second time in four seasons. And the Niners now have lost their last three Super Bowls. And uh, starting to get in some company that they really don't want to be with. When you think about that. Alright? When you... Think about teams that have lost three Super Bowls in a row. Ugh. And the Niners are are right around that uh, right now as well, too. So mistakes, uh, muffed punt where the ball hits the back of a defender. Kansas City turns around and scores a touchdown the very next play. You have a miss extra point by rookie Jake Moody, and that caused the San Francisco 49ers to lose, but credit does definitely go to the Kansas City Chiefs, specifically Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. The difference again, experience, no doubt about it. All right, TC Mar Marco D'Angelo with me here in hour number two. Chuck Esposito will join us a little bit later on this hour as we talk about from the sports book perspective. We'll uh, get into that. So, all right, Marco, um, we talked a lot about the game itself and everything. 
this is one of those Super Bowls that I was kind of missing, not being at home or if I'm not at the Super Bowl, I'm usually kind of hosting parties out somewhere, but I usually can watch commercials, even though it's a little chaotic, but I really like being at home. And I didn't have that uh, advantage yesterday where you and Numchuck did. And so I text Numchuck, I don't know, it was like middle of the first quarter. And I said, you know, it, I forgot all about the commercials. I'm going like, oh man, you're in charge of commercials, man. Cause you know, we always talk about this the day after the Super Bowl, and we grade the commercials. And I know our listeners, you know, love that part of it. And Numchuck's response was, they were, there was nothing worthwhile, <laughs> honestly. Now, that's Numchuck speaking. Marco, we, you, you watch the game from home. But what's the story? My take was that the commercials were lame for the right. most part. And I was shocked at some of the commercials, the companies that forked up the big money to have a Super Bowl ad. I mean, we know you're talking millions of dollars. To- Two million for a 30-second spot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I, you've heard the saying, got more money than God. Well, God must have some because Jesus was on there with a commercial. And, uh, you know, it was the I think it was called the foot washing. They just kept showing all these different, you know, and then at the end, Jesus gets us. That was okay. I remember seeing the, those yeah. ads last year. Yeah, that was. But you don't you don't like those commercials? They're, I just there was a. Uh, Are you giving me some anti-religion here from the no, from no, the good old not, Catholic boy back no, in the day? Not, it not is. At all. This, by the way, it yeah. is the exact same company that did last year. I remember that. Yeah, he gets us. Okay, he gets us. Right. There was yeah. a brand new soda pop that I had never heard of. Poppy. 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 Yeah. You mean Poppy? Our good friend Poppy. Poppy. Seinfeld. Poppy. Not Seinfeld. Oh, Poppy. I like that Poppy. Never heard of it, but I guess that's why they. Put it on Super Bowl so wait, everybody wait. can hear so it. So let's do some homework on Poppy. Is this an independent or is it one of the Coke or it, Pepsi products? So here's what? what it is. It's supposed to, it's going to be a soda substitute. What? Like it's what? Exactly. Nobody you, are you talking about like a sugar substitute? Like, you know I think it's low it's low calorie count. You know, so it's gonna be the soda of the future. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What are you talking so what what was the commercial about? Showing it, it was just that, it was just them showing people drinking sodas and, and telling. Do we have a color here? Is it a cola? Is it like a citrus? There's all different kinds. Clear. There's all different kinds. It's poppy. It's poppy. Orange can, bottle. What do we got? They have different colors. yellow. They're different. All the flavors. Poppy. Different color cans. Yes. All right. Is this going to make anyone go out and and, and try a poppy? I, Buy one. You you know what? If I see one, I might try it to say, "Hey, you know they spent that money off. Let's let's give them a couple bucks." Ah, uh, so the advertising works. Yeah. Hey, well, let me tell you how the advertising works. Um, I don't know if I if I say, I meant to post this picture. I didn't yesterday. Maybe you guys can tell me if it's too late. Should I do it? So I'm walking into the stadium yesterday, and I think I still have the picture. Oh boy. Yeah. And uh, so and I was going to um, send this out and say, well. I go, advertising definitely works, or marketing definitely works, and I'm trying to find it now. Well, maybe I did delete it. Probably. I deleted it. Just tell us what it was. Come on. Well, it was a guy wearing the, oh, I'll get it wrong, the Ma'ato jersey, the 87 yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it going? The Auto, right? It's Mahomes in Auto. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So I said, okay, I got to take a picture of of this guy. Yeah, there it is. I didn't delete it. There it is. And I thought, okay, is that is that post worthy? Like, I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, because they funny. won. And I thought it was funny. Should, I, I thought it was funny you should because vote, you should Photoshop I, are, Taylor in there. Though. Are, are are these type of things? Uh, can you just go buy these anywhere? Or this guy have this thing made. That's he probably had it made. Or does he work from State Farm? Well, USA Today did their rankings of the commercials for the Super Bowl. Okay, and they put the number one commercial was the Allstate commercial, or excuse me, the State Farm commercial. The, the with, boy band. No, with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, okay, yeah. The neighbor. Yeah. The neighbors. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's neighbor. No, you know, because with his accent, they just, <laughs> that was the number one. I thought E-Trade was funny with the the the, the, babies. the, the babies playing yeah. pickleball. Right. Yeah. Oh, pickleball. It was a, there was a pickleball okay. reference in there. Okay. All right. And then there was, I think it was the Duncan that had the boy bands. That was number two. Yeah. According to USA Today. What's but that? it was Dunkin' Dunkin Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Kings. Really? It's Dunkin' though. It's not Dunkin' Donuts. If you, if you know it now, they, they've they've dropped the donuts. It's just Dunkin'. But why? Because they specialize in coffee and other things like it's that. It's everything now. Never been a Dunkin' fan. Never. No, no thanks. No. For somebody who has donuts in your originally had donuts in your name, I thought it was the worst donut of the chains. Well, I agree. Yeah. See, I was always a Winchell's guy growing up. I liked the Winchell's. Krispy Kreme, okay. Others. Krispy Kreme is good for like an original. You know what I really like though? I like the, uh, yeah, this has really nothing to do with Super Bowl, but who cares? Right? Here, <laughs> we, go. Here, here, we, yeah. here we go. <laughs> but I love the independent mom and pop donut places. Yes. That, that don't even have like a name. It just says donuts or whatever. Yeah. And you find one of those and I, I'm locked in. I'm loyal to, to those. Yeah. I've never been a Duncan fan. Interesting. Didn't know it was Duncan Donuts, but they spent, they spent two million, huh? Yeah. Were they advertising donuts or coffee, or what were they advertising? Wait, did Poppy make the top five? No. Of course not. What about the bottom? Don't they have like a bottom five or bottom, you know? I haven't. It, you know? They do. I have it up. Oh, okay. I'm scrolling. There was 50-some commercials yesterday. Yeah, see, I feel bad because we normally you know, we, we, we grade them uh, and we play them back and all that stuff. The worst commercial, according to USA Today, was the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Facts. 100%. Give me that pain. one. No, was that For about? the president. It, it he's it was a presidential campaign. Yeah, they ranked that as the worst commercial. Robert F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Oh, Jr. Jr. Because he's running. Yeah, they let a political ad in the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> you got money. I understand. No equal opportunity. No. Yeah. So would you like no, to hear a little bit about, about Poppy? Yeah, let's hear Poppy. It has prebiotics in it. What does that mean? Is- is, it, is, that special, the, special is that the type, anti of the antibiotics? Special type of fiber that gets the that can act as food for health fiber for, fiber and di- soft drink. That's the good part of the oh, digestive yeah. system. Oh, okay, it, it is in, it is made with apple cider vinegar. I okay, you, you've lost me. Yeah, exactly. Fi- fiber five and gra- apple cider vinegar. Five yeah. grams of sugar or less. Now, now, what comes to your mind when you think of something has fiber in it? What, what's the end result usually with that? Well, somebody says drinking something with fire. I'm thinking Metamucil. Yeah, <laughs> which, which, which results in what? <laughs> As we all know, right? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm, I want something that's refreshing. Hold on, five grams or less of sugar. 25 Five ca- grams or less. Five grams. I'm out. Exactly. 25 calories or less. And no fake stuff. Oh, so this is the healthy drink. It's, it's the, health, they're the trying- healthy drink that makes you want to go. There you go. Or help you do that, right? Exactly. Oh, geez. So they're basic, it's basically just a healthy, a healthy version of 
And that was the bottom, and right? That was, uh, no, that was one of the top five. Uh, Poppy. Poppy was in the top five. That's what I just asked you. Oh, no, you said, no, no. I'm sorry. No, yeah. no, no, I'm sorry. I, I got that. They were 45th. Do we, oh, that's, do we throw so you off? Bottom, bottom five. Bottom there five. was 59. Oh, okay. There was 59. I mean, shouldn't something like that with fiber be at the bottom? You know? No, actually, yeah. it flo- if it's good fiber, it's a floater. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> oh, no, man. So I didn't miss any good commercials. All right. That's good. All right. If anybody wants to chime in uh, with the commercials, I'd love to hear from you. 702 221 7283. If uh, you witnessed any good commercials or or, or if they were horrible, I, I want to hear about them. Yeah. Um, okay. Want to hear about my experience yesterday? Yes. <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> I'm done with Super Bowls. I'm done. Done watching? Done, I'm done going. I've, I, I've had it. I, that's enough. Done. Experienced it here in Vegas. Wanted to be there, had to be there. Good, you know, good. That's fine. Experience. Hold on, but no, I'm, I'm done with Super. Let me give you a scenario. Okay, go ahead. Packers, Raiders. You know, it doesn't matter to you. when you say teams. It doesn't. No, I know. That, I, 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 I grew up a long time ago. How about this? I got rid of my fandomonium. Dusty is coaching one of the teams. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going? I'm there. <laughs> no, now I'm going to say this. Okay, now. You guys need to follow me on this. Super Bowls are different than, and I was thinking about this while I was there yesterday. Super Bowls are different than any other championship sport. All right. World Series, NBA Finals, WNBA Finals. Okay. Totally different in the sense is that you don't change the flow of the game. Think about this. Super Bowls sat there yesterday. Every break was four minutes and you had more breaks than ever because of the TV, right? Think about that. We had opening drive. Okay. Nothing happened. You know, three, four plays, boom, punt, four minute break. All right. Then, uh, chiefs, nothing, boom, four minute break. I mean, usually you do, unless there's a touchdown or a score, they, they stay with it. Almost every possession, especially that first quarter, you had four minute breaks. Then you had an injury, uh, timeout, another four minute break. It, it just, it kills. And people were going like, wow. And I know you guys are saying the same thing. Numchuck was texting me. He goes, man, this is a boring Super Bowl. Why? Cause you had no score at the end of the first quarter, right? It was 10 to three at halftime. You have that extra week off and we talk about this all the time, right? And then finally, these two offensive juggernaut teams got it going in the second half, which is great. But then you didn't have that many breaks as you did in the first half because they got X amount of breaks they have to get to. And then it's like, okay, well, hey, now we don't, we don't, you know, we, we've got so many out of the way that we can kind of get into the game flow and let the teams go at it, especially, you know, in the fourth quarter. But for me, it was just too much dead time. The play was sloppy and everything is just elongated. World Series. Nothing. Okay. You'll, you'll add maybe an extra 30 seconds, you know, in between innings, half innings and all that other kind of stuff, but you don't have a two week gap and all that other kind of stuff. NBA finals, WNBA finals, the game still has the same flow. You're not having extra long half times. All right. So they put 29 minutes on the clock 
for halftime, right? 29 minutes. Do, yeah. you, do you know what the actual time was? Probably 45. No, it was 37. Because they didn't start the 29-minute clock until they got the stage out there. All right? And seeing them put the stage, I mean, I thought that was one of the things for me. It was like, okay, wow. You know, because I'm into the whole music promoter yeah. type of thing. I, I, I like you, that. You like it, yeah. And so I'm going, when are they going to bring out the stage? I mean, it took forever to get out the stage. Then here come these guys. They got like 40 guys on each piece of stage. And it's like, okay, here they come. And there's like four pieces. I think that's it. And here comes another piece and another piece. There was The stage was like 20 pieces, 20, 25 pieces of stage. And it took forever for them to set up. And they got it down to a science. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, hmm, how long did it take them to rehearse this and practice this? And obviously they did. There were nearly, a, I'd probably say, 400 people that were on there just putting this thing together and then going off to the side and then taking it down. And I know that Usher negotiated an extra two minutes. You know, he's supposed to be 13 minutes. That's hard. And then a couple of days ago, they said, you know, before the Super Bowl, they go, okay, well, we're giving them 15. All right, so we'll talk about the performance itself. But I thought that was interesting. But yeah, they didn't start that twenty-nine minute clock until when they started like really putting the stage together. I was like, huh? Like this thing is going to be. So you got the Niners, you got the Chiefs. They got they're sitting back there, and then what happened with the Chiefs? Their first possession, right? You know, the toss back to Pacheco, timing off, and then the interception. I don't know. I just don't like it. I just don't like the delays. I don't like when you're breaking up the game and you should play the most important game of the year of these players' lives and coaches' lives, play in regular conditions that you normally play every other game. Bottom line is, and you know it, the NFL is all about money. The only other one that comes close to it, you you gave all the other sports, yeah. which is a little bit different too because the other sports are series. It's not you know, unless till you get to that game seven, if you get there, but the college bowls were the same way. You have a long, correct. You have a long halftime with yeah. the bowls, which I think you know breaks all your momentum up. But and, not like this long of a break. No, you know? because it, Th- that was an eighteen minute break. Again, you know, they want to have the the pomp and serpent stance with everybody. With mm-hmm. you know, you spent the cheapest seats were over seven thousand dollars on the <laughs> secondary market. You know, you want to be able to give them a show. You know, in Vegas, you know, we know when you go to the Golden Knights games, yeah. how they do, you know, yeah. everything's bigger because it's Vegas. Where this is a town right. that's a show place. Right. I, it didn't bother me with that. It gave me time to get food. That's when I started getting my But here's food. the deal. When you're at the game, okay, it's totally different. If you're at home, you've got those commercials to watch, okay? When you're at the game, you're sitting there. You know what we're stuck with? You're stuck with in-game host. Cascade. Yeah, you know, exactly. Cascaded filling in for Tiesto, right? You got that, but then you've got the in-game hosts who know nothing about nothing with sports, right? And they're trying to interview people, you know, like, okay, let's interview Carrot Top and let's interview Guy Fieri. And Guy Fieri didn't even want to talk to them. It's like, okay, really? They're trying to find people to interview or guess what we're getting? Commercials. Not the commercials that you're seeing at home, but other you know, like PSAs and stuff like that. And we're just sitting and we're sitting and we're sitting and you're doing nothing. There's no like in-game entertainment. Like you would have a, a golden Knights game or an aces game or, you know, anything you, you don't, you don't have that. Okay. Cause no one else is allowed on the field. 
Unless you're a streaker, then it's a different story. <laughs> now, were you guys aware of the streaker? I was. I have, I have audio of it. Hold on. Oh, you got I'm audio. Trying to, okay. So I'll, I'll, they I'll said get, it on the air. They but did. They never show. Of but course. I, and I told I, everybody at my house. I said, "Give it two minutes. Somebody will have it posted." So I'm on just Twitter. wondering if and it was if they were reluctant to actually because a lot of times they won't even they try not to even have the announcers address it. But it was probably Romo who just couldn't control himself. And he, I bet it was him instead of Nance. Or what was it? I can't, I can't remember who did okay. it. Okay. I think Nubchuck has. Let's go. Let's, what do they got here? Oh, we got people on the field. There oh it is. Goodness, we do. We got a streaker on the other. Well, here's a partial streaker. It's partial a streaker. Yeah. <laughs> but we can't talk about it. Well, one thing, though, they have. Okay. Normally, the guy gets flattened. One of the security guards, you know, just oh, lay I, him up. I watched it. Yeah. I watched it he all. He took the time. slide. He took the quarterback slide. Yeah. He gave himself up. Okay. So <laughs> I, I saw the two, it was two guys. So, um, if you're, say, from your view at home, it mm-hmm. would be on the bottom right of your corner. It was that, uh, by that, the end zone, the Chiefs decorated end zone. And two guys ran out together. One guy did a mad dash that was like going towards the 50 yard line. One guy was going like through the end zone and police security were on it right away. So, the one guy in the chief's end zone got flattened and then the other guy like slipped and fell as he was going like towards the chief's bench. And it was like, they weren't even naked. I mean, they got, they had their, they had their shirts off, but they had pants on and I didn't see a message, but it got dissolved so quickly. It was like this. It was like, Oh, there's streak. Uh, well, well, he's done. It, it was like that. It was now, that quick. He now, got the first down and he slid. You know, yeah. just like, take a hit. He made the first down. From what I heard, he's afraid of a targeting call. <laughs> from what I heard online, it was two people that were angry at the prices in their suite or in their little. They were in that little the eight hundred thousand uh, dollar section. The the booth right there. No, it looked like they came from the the the, the bottom tier of the end zone. So there, right there's, where no those... suites, there's no suites. The suites are no, on no, the, the other the, side. The, 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 the little tables. No, not on that side. Those are on the other side. Oh, those are on the... Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know where the wind club yeah. is and all that yeah. stuff? No, these guys came from the other side. Okay. So they were just ham and eggers. I mean, I mean and, and they had no moves whatsoever. But it just... Yeah, it, it was weird. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, uh, the price. Okay. So uh, I was rolling around... The f- uh, field and the stands and all that stuff earlier. I wanted to go on and, and, and check everything out, right? So I went down to the f- first row of, of right there at the 50 yard line. And, uh, one of my, my, my good buddies, uh, who is at, at every event, he, he had seats down there, which I saw him later. He didn't mind spending the money. My former player that I've talked about before, um, got more money than, than God. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't mind uh, spending his money on the event. But anyway. There was, oh, I didn't, I didn't share this with you anyway. So I was down there. Okay. Okay. And, um, this, uh, girl comes up to me, right? Kind of a teenage girl. And she goes, Hey, you want me to take a picture for you? I go, Oh, okay. That's cool. Let's do it. So I give her my camera. She takes a picture and she's all getting like all this and, you know, getting all, all cool and all that stuff. Now I'm going to, I didn't post the picture. I'm going to show you guys the picture. That's not the one you posted. I did not post this picture. Okay. Okay, because I didn't know what kind of flack I was going to get if I posted this picture. So she wanted to take a picture of me. The moment I took the picture, here comes three or four other girls, ladies, saying, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can I get my picture taken with you? 
And I'm going like, who's this chick? You know, <laughs> I thought they wanted a picture taken with me or something like that, right? And so this lady is with this girl. I call her a girl, right? And then I go, oh, she's somebody special <laughs> like that? She goes, oh, yeah. So I'm going to show you the picture and tell me if you know. I'm going to show this number check because you probably have no clue. All right, who she is. So she offered to take my picture. So then I said, well, I guess since you're somebody famous, I'm going to have to take my picture with you. Do you guys know who this is? All right. Tristan Thompson is in the studio here today. So he's trying to school numbshot. I, and it, it, this is like something like a game show where you guys are like, I honestly don't even know. You don't know. Okay. So I didn't know until the other lady, which I believe was her mom. Okay. Have you ever heard of JoJo before? Oh, it's JoJo Stiwa. There you go. Bingo. Jo- there you go. Help Marco out. She's a dance moms. She was on. She was the little kid on Dance Moms yeah. way back in the day. Lori's got Mrs. Marco's got to be all over this, right? So this is JoJo. So I remember because I had a, you should have taken. Jules was all over Dance Moms when she was a youngster. You, right? now, now you post that picture because so, it's, it's, it's JoJo. So I sent it to Jules, right? Immediately, what do I get? Oh my God, that's JoJo. Ask her; she'll date me. <laughs> yeah, that's I said. It. Wait, what? What? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all you get. So I could, see, but I saw JoJo as a kid. I watched the show because it was on in my household. Because right, and do you remember? You probably didn't watch it, but the mom was a trip. The mom is one of those dance moms. That's what they call it. Down. She pushed her kid into, you know, the dance competition and all that other kind of stuff. This and that. So I'm talking to the lady. It was the mom. And she goes, oh, yeah, she's real special. She's famous. This and that. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, what's her name? Uh, Jojo. And I can't remember the last name. Siwa. Yeah. J- Jojo Siwa. I, and here comes the bombardment of these other people, mostly females, want their picture taken with Jojo. And... Take a look at JoJo's teeth. Look what she's got in the teeth there. What? She got grills going. She's in there. got the diamond grills. Yeah, she got yeah, diamond like grills. Yeah. How much is JoJo worth these days? I haven't heard of her in like fifteen years. What's she doing these days? She's hanging out at the Super Bowl, sitting there. All right. So anyway, so that's one story there. So after I get done with this picture thing, uh, okay. Seriously, if I pull. Pull-, pull- Hold on, you uh, would not guess. Give me a guess of what? How much JoJo Siwa net worth is right now? I I have no idea. It, all dance moms. What, what has she done? What has she done since dance moms? What is she worth? Can, do you believe this? Is it believable? Or is I this? believe it. All right, go. What do you got? Twenty mil. Twenty mil. What is she doing? How's she getting her money? Social media. Well, she can afford these tickets. I can tell you that. So, I see this man in. His son. Now, son's probably in his 20s, maybe 30, okay? They're wearing Niners jerseys. So I just say, hey, rooting for the Niners today. And the guy says, yeah, I get you guys from San Francisco. I'm thinking oh, maybe I'll strike up a conversation. He goes, no, we're from Florida. Okay. Uh, so you Niners fans? Well, we are today. Uh, wanted to come to the game. And, uh, you know, we're Miami Dolphins fans. But we can't root for the Chiefs because they took out our Dolphins. So we decided to buy Niners jerseys. And come to the game. And I said, I hope you don't mind me asking, but you know, it's been a big topic of conversation on my show this past week. Um, you guys have got the primo seats. You're row one, 50-yard line. Can, can I ask, am I wrong for this? How much did you guys pay for this? 
You think it's, it's wrong for me to ask that? I don't think so. I wouldn't ask a guy, but I would be curious. Yeah, you. right. Well, hold on, I've seen a bunch of videos. I'm doing it, and I, and I phrase it. It was journalistic. You know, yeah, no, you know, content. you did it the right way. I've seen okay. a bunch of videos of people saying okay. how much they paid for so, the tickets. So, so you know, you so, and, and, and you saw the picture where I was at. So you could see fifty yard yeah. line, row one, right there, r- the home side. Yes, yeah, so I want you to guess. So I ask him the uh, the kid or whatever. And then the, the man comes up and he wants to walk me. I go, oh, she's going to scold me or what? And he goes, um, this is a present that I got for my son. So if he knew how much I spent, uh, he would, he would kill me. He would say, don't do it. Don't do it. But I just really wanted to do it for him. And then he told me. So he had an inclusive package for three nights staying at the Wynn. And he goes, basically they were escorted, you know, to the game, they had a ride, and if they wanted to go do something, they escort them. So, yeah, three nights at the win, and then the game, fifty yard line. So it was a it was a inclusive package. Thirty five thousand. Thirty five thousand for tickets for for, for for tickets. So both of them. Okay. Sixty. Huh. Sixty. 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 All right. Because I'm guessing that they couple of days here, they probably gave them a couple extra free things to do. Right. That's what I was thinking too. It's a package deal. Right. So give yourself the 125 grand total. Does he want to adopt the son? <laughs> 125 grand. How's that? Wait. So happy birthday or, you know, I was kind of close. Or is it 125 per? You know, I didn't ask that. Cause I get, I didn't ask. If I, not, I'm on it. I said 60. I said, no, I said inclusive two, two tickets. So I thought, you know, yeah. if, but if it's 120, 125, if it's, if it's yeah. 125, oh, you're trying to say your, your was a per ticket or your, your per person deal. You didn't say that. That's what, okay. So what do you want? So does that make it any that, better? That, that makes this, <laughs> not this. <laughs> 125 grand for that. Would you spend it? Where were they from? Florida. Yeah. They're not even Niners fans or Chiefs yeah. fans. No, I'd, I'd do it. How about disposable income? Oh, that's the difference. Yeah. And for those guys, it doesn't, you know, money doesn't mean anything. And did you see they were on all day? They were showing shots of, of course, Taylor, yeah. but a lot of different suites with all of the, the Vegas celebrities oh, I know. that were there. Now, my buddy was sitting. Four seats down in that same section, same row. Okay, right there. And he paid twenty grand a piece. Do we want breaking Taylor news? Breaking uh, Taylor news? Do we? Okay, fine. You know, I mean, how come she wasn't wearing a jersey? That's what I was telling people. I go, what's this with the with the slinky dress or the top or whatever like that? She's going to the nightclub after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was right. on TV for a total of 53 seconds. Ooh, 50, now we remember I set the, the, the total, the under over shots of CBS TV shots at five and a half. What happened? It was a, like, it, it was 11. I thought the first half somebody told me there was like nothing. No, there was like, it was like 11. 11 overall, really? Uh, no, yeah, something like that. Total shots? Something. But somewhere. how much of that was crunch time when the Chiefs were coming back? A lot of that was out? towards the end. Okay. But it was, I know 11, 
about the two minute warning. Is so, that true, Mar? I mean, come on. There you, were a lot of there were a lot of shots. Her, and every were, time they should later in the game, she did put a jacket on uh, a Chiefs jacket. She had but the for Chiefs. Most, yeah, for most of the game, she wasn't. And I even the, the one on shot that. that they. So you guys didn't see this shot, right? So remember, I said during the lengthy timeouts, they showed her in the booth. Chugging the beer. Yeah. Oh, it, it's all over the internet. Okay. But did you see that on TV? Yes. No. Oh, no. That no, wasn't on TV. on TV. That was just, we saw that, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, we were talking, somebody said, um, when the entertainment reporter said, oh, you know, I, I guarantee that's a chugging game. So she knew she was going to be on. So it's like, cause she just like chugged it. So maybe they're having a little chugging contest in the suite. I have no idea. <sighs> it's over. Thank goodness it's over. The whole experience is over. Marco, Radio Row's over. The traffic concerns are over. It's done. Me sitting through four and a half hours, five hours in that state. It's over. Your commercials are over. It's all over. Traffic is not over. Do you realize this? What? Traffic is not over. The game's over. It's over. And we're going home today, right? Yeah, but now... Now what? What do they have to do? What do you mean? They have to deconstruct everything that they've put up. Does that affect the roads? Yeah. The strip on Saturday night was absolute gridlock. <laughs> Shocker. Well, that's also because there was a light pull down on. And what are you doing on the strip on the night before the Super Bowl? Oh, I wasn't. I'm watching Twitter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nowhere near the strip. Uh, all right. We come back. Let's talk to Chuck Esposito. We'll get his take regarding the betting aspect of Super Bowl 58. Winners, losers. Drop that ghetto blast off. There's more in store around your door and more of what you're looking for with the Dr. T.C. Martin. All right, recap of Super Bowl 58. We've been talking about it from a on-the-field perspective. All right, X's and O's perspective and a whole lot. Now we talk about it from a Betty perspective. Let's go talk to our good friend Chuck Esposito over at Red Rock. Chuck, what's going on, my friend? I'm good, T. Just uh, recovering from a long weekend, long week, long football season. Um, but it was uh, it was fun this weekend. I think Vegas as a whole, being able to host the Super Bowl, uh, really put on a show overall. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be back here sooner rather than later. So speaking of which, uh, I'll let you guys uh, may, uh, partake. I was talking to someone from the NFL yesterday. And so I got the lowdown on when – this isn't official, obviously, but – when the uh, Super Bowl will be back in Vegas. You guys want to take a, a guess in how many years do you think it'll be back? Marco? I'd say five. four or five years. You say four or five? What do you guys say? I, I was going to say like five or six. All right. Probably not till eight years because they got they got this rotation and now Vegas is going to be in the rotation. But yeah, you got New Orleans next year and then you got to incorporate, you know, Houston and Miami and Tampa in LA, you know, SoFi, and then they have to guarantee a winter spot that has a dome with Indianapolis and Detroit or Minnesota, uh, like, like every, like four, three or four years. So we might not get it for another eight years. And we're, and now everyone is clamoring. I should be here, you know, every other year or every year, whatever, which we know that's not going to happen. But I, I was thinking the same thing you guys were thinking. Like, yeah, it's got to be within four or five years, but it looks like we're not going to get it for eight more years. Uh, being the first time, like you said, they've got stuff uh, set up, but we said it all the time. There's no city better suited for this because we have all of the hotel rooms within five minutes yeah. of the stadium, you know. And, and do you know what their, the other comparables are, other cities? 
that they said is like really like Las Vegas. That's Indianapolis because everything is right there in walking distance. Uh, Houston to a certain degree is like that in New Orleans, you know, where you have the hotels, you know, pretty much. But they said just as far as like, you know, safeness and, you know, and close proximity, Indianapolis and, and, and Vegas are, are really the two best for the Super Bowl. So I don't know. But oh, here's one guy. Uh, you'll like this one, Chuck. Chicago is getting in the mix once they get their retractable roof. So they are in the mix. So Chicago will probably get it before Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Marco. Marco said is I think when you you talk about Vegas, it's not just the uh, you know the stadium. I think it's the entire package. It's the 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 rooms, the uh, F and B offerings, the nightlife. Um, there's just so much to do out here. Usually, I would throw the weather in that. Although it was a little you know uh, chilly and rainy the first part of the week. Um, I just think there's so much to offer overall that it becomes just a great package. Uh, for guests to come out here and have some fun. So, Chuck, we know that you know these things are really geared towards the strip, and most of the the tourists will come and stay at the strip. How about from you know the station casinos properties? I, I how how much of an influx did you really see with the tourists of of staying, like say in Summerlin or Green Valley and some of the other properties that that were off the strip? I, I think, guys, it was clearly you know you could see the the kind of added bump. As far as the hype, the electricity, the excitement in all of our rooms, uh, clearly, um, you know, the, the biggest handle that we've ever had um, on the Super Bowl. So, you know, record handle from that side of it. There was just a different kind of energy in the books all week. And I think, you know, uh, it was an opportunity for all of us industry-wide to kind of put on a show and really take care of our guests and uh, and show them how much fun they can have in all of our properties. Uh, uh, it was fun being part of it. Um, it was, you know, you, you could just tell, I mean, the lines were longer. They started earlier. Um, they didn't let up until right before kickoff or usually, you, you know, a half hour before people have kind of gotten to where they're going to be, um, for the big game. So overall, I, I think from that side of it, it was fantastic. I haven't seen the final, uh, gimme control board numbers yet on, on uh, handle or right. But my guess is it has to be a, a record, I would think. And I, I, I personally think we probably shattered that number. So, Chuck, was it really noticeable in the, you know, from the crowd perspective in the books like yesterday? And then, then the numbers and the ticket count. And then, of course, the atmosphere. I mean, was it really escalated, you know, heavily, say, compared to last year, year before, just because the Super Bowl was here? Did you, how much did you really uh, it, notice all that? It was, T. I think in, in all facets, we noticed it. Uh, you could just kind of feel the vibe and the energy. And, and I think it's because it was here. Um, it doesn't matter if you were a $10 better or a $10,000 better. You, you wanted a piece of it. You were maybe invited to a Super Bowl party. You were going to the game now that somebody invited you. Um, you were, uh, you know, going to be at the book. Uh, you were doing something at home. And I think all those factors, uh, the mobile app, um, that people could, could tailgate and bet inside the game, the live, uh, feature or in play. I think all those, you could just tell there was a different energy. And I think, you know, being, being a football fan and where we were, you know, a decade or more ago where you couldn't even advertise during the, during the game, um, to hosting a game like this, I think everybody was, was proud and excited and, and wanted to be part of it. I know from, from our side of the counter, we wanted to make sure that we went out of our way to have additional staff and expanded hours and really put on a show for our guests, make sure that their experience was, 
was seamless, second to none, and beyond the best. And, you know, I think our, our overall, I can, you know, really compliment all of our teams for doing such a great job with that. But you could clearly see there was just a different vibe. And I think it's because the game was here. Chuck, uh, before we ask you the big question, how did the House do? Let me ask you, would it have been a better outcome for the House if the extra point was made in this game ended with the 49ers in a one point victory? It would have, uh, yeah. Niners were were really what we were rooting for, guys. Niners and under under was really key to avert, um, you know, a, a disastrous outcome. Um, so it looked like we had a sure thing for the under. Almost saw that go by the board late. Um, but uh, although the the larger wagers, guys, the the larger six figure wagers all came in on the Forty ers um, the ticket count really favored the Chiefs. If you look at straight, money line, and then both were just outshined by what was bet on the over. Um, I think you look at the game itself was not a positive outcome with the Chiefs winning the second half. Um, were the, were the betters back the Chiefs now who had bet them in the game? They were behind. They backed them. Um, the fact that the game went into overtime, um, wasn't a good outcome, wasn't a good prop for us. Um, and the in play or the live feed, aspect of it, um, that you had an opportunity to get Mahomes to kind of come back in that game. Um, all were really positive results for the betters. On the flip side, we did really well in the futures. Um, there was a number of, we, I think we won every same game prop um, because there wasn't a lot of touchdowns scored. There was a lot of the props that we did really, really well on, uh, but the big thing was really keeping the game under, guys. That was kind of the difference um, in the day. And it looked like a dead under all the way through, and then it gets there what by a half point. Did it close at forty seven and a half, Chuck, or was there was there movement uh, right before kickoff? Uh, it did close at forty seven and a half. We had ping ponged a little bit between forty seven and a half and forty eight. Uh, public really was all over. I mean, it was as you guys like to say, Joe's versus pros. I mean, um, the, the Joes clearly, you know, loved the Chiefs, loved giving number fifteen points played them on the money line with the points and love the over uh, where the, the pros really backed the under in this game. And it looked like a clear dead under. I mean, you talk about the end of the first quarter and even, you know, midway through the second half, um, it, it looked like there was no way this game was going to go over. And, and had the Niners scored a touchdown in overtime, I mean, th- this game more than likely would have gone over and would have been a much worse result for us. I mean, overall, again, you know, from our side of it, a record handle. I really want to compliment our teams for doing a, a terrific job, and I thought they put on a show and delivered beyond the best, um, but it was not the most desirable outcome. Uh, overall, we looked at kind of a small winner um, with, the way, with the way the game fell. Again, under was the key. Now, had the Niners won, it might have been a record win, and had the Chiefs actually won and the game went over, might have been a record loss. So it was someplace in between, but uh, um, but overall, I thought that the whole day went well outside of it not being the most desirable outcome for our side of the counter. Chuck Esposito joins us, sportsbook director at Station Casinos. Chuck out there at uh, Red Rock with a great crew out there. Uh, we know it was a betting bonanza. Uh, two-way action, Chuck, is what we anticipated. We, like you said, you know the the ticket count. Uh, did it end up? I know last week we talked about somewhere in the neighborhood, maybe of sixty-five percent of the tickets on the Chiefs. Uh, you know, and we uh, we know you got larger bets on the Niners. You know, earlier on, how did all of that shake out as far as percentage of the number of tickets in relation to the Chiefs? Did it escalate that number? Did it come down a little bit? Where were you guys at with that? 
It actually ticked up just a little bit, T, where you continue to see the the straight bet, um, money line, and total all hover anywhere from that kind of 65 to 73% range on the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs money line and over. Um, so again, much larger wagers come in on the 49ers. Uh, we did tip, um, dip down to one and a half for a while. And I think that was, uh, the industry. You saw that trend somewhat. Some places did do that, but really a lot more sharp play at that point at minus one and a half. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, clearly Joe's versus pros. And in this particular case, you know, I think the, the average better just said, Hey, this, it's, it's hard to give 15 points, and they, and they were 100% right. You know, we talked last week about the props, and you guys take a lot of pride in coming up with some very creative and unique props. Were there any props that you guys got hit hard on? Any liability at all? Uh, the overtime, for sure. I think we always talk about that. You know, if there's a successful two-point conversion, if the game goes into overtime, if there's a safety, if there's a defensive score, all because of kind of the value to the dollar. And that was uh, clearly the case this year. I mean, um, we're not, we were not fans of it going, uh, you know, to overtime, uh, and, and that really hurt. And the in-play, again, with uh, being able to really bet the Chiefs pretty heavily at the half and then throughout the second half of the game um, was, was really a good outcome for the guests. Uh, again, I can't stress enough, I think it's one of the best Super Bowls I've ever watched, and I thought, you know, um, from what I've heard industry-wide, everybody did a terrific job and put on a show, um, but the, the public really did. Your, your average better that walked up and was betting $10 or 20 or or $100, they really were backing the Chiefs getting the points. It was the larger wagers uh, that did come in on the 49ers, but it, it kind of paled in comparison uh, to what the public had on the Chiefs and over. Chuck, at what point in live in-game betting what was the highest number that Kansas City was getting? Yeah, I don't recall what it was off the top of my head. I was watching it, you know, kind of frequently. They were never down by that much after that. Um, you know, I didn't pay attention to it that much when it was 10-0 in the first quarter. Started looking at it more in the, in the second half. Um, but you definitely were getting some, you know, plus prices of, of $2 or more on, um, on the Chiefs there. And I think it just was too, you know, too valuable and advantageous. I think when you look at the game as a whole, I mean, for me, I thought both teams had, you know, more chances. Um, I, I really look at the Niners though and, and the fact that, you know, coming out of the second half, three straight series where they went three and out and didn't run the ball at all. Um, one after the interception on the first series with the Chiefs. And, and they had some success, especially with the first 20 to the 25 scripted plays that they were able to run the ball. And they didn't do that in the second half. When they intercepted, they weren't that far away from field goal range. Um, but on those two drives, they were negative two in yardage. And then you look at overtime, and you, you like the rule or not, um, I really think if you win the coin toss, you want to be, you want to take the ball second. The last thing you want to do is give a guy like Patrick Mahomes not only the, the ball last with a chance to know what he needs, but you know they have a really good kicker in Butker. But I, I think from an analytics side, and it's all about the math, it changes it dramatically because they're going to go for it on all four downs now if you've given up a score. And that's what happened. And the Niners had opportunities to get off the field. But it's awfully tough to know on that entire drive that they have four downs to work with. I just think Andy Reid Andy and Patrick Mahomes are just too good and too dangerous. And I, I really think San Francisco made a mistake by taking the ball first. 
So I go over to uh, one of your properties, Chuck, over over the weekend on Saturday, and I'm looking at the prop bets, you know, and checking all out, and I'm flipping through, and then all of a sudden, there's like one full, big, devoted page to the one prop that Chuck told us about last last week, right? And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably get it wrong, Chuck, but, uh, you know, what was it? It was the Travis Kelsey, was it Receptions versus Taylor Swift's Platinum Albums or whatever? I mean, it was like in big yep. writing. It was like all a page by itself. So I said, okay, I got to ask Chuck, how did that prop do, Chuck? Did you get a lot of action on that? What's the deal, yo? Yeah, we, we needed an under. I mean, there was no question that, you know, the the novice fan. It wasn't a it wasn't the prop that that grew that that drew you know um, multi four or five figure wagers. I mean, yeah. but it, it it had a lot of small wagers. A lot of you know fans coming up and saying or guests coming up and saying, I want to bet that the Kelsey you know pop star prop. Um, but they were all betting over that he would have more than than ten receptions. So uh, the fact that that one uh, stayed under was fine. Really, the fact that he didn't score, he was an MVP. Uh, didn't have multiple touchdowns. All those were really good for us. And, and as I mentioned earlier, the same game, the same game props where you're looking at kind of a semi mini lottery ticket where you need multiple things to occur. Um, uh, I, I think none of them occurred in this game, um, which wasn't, you know, that high scoring game where both teams were in the forties and multiple touchdowns and guys scoring all over the place. Uh, that didn't occur. So those, that was really, really good for us as well. Chuck, when there's just a single game, obviously you don't get as many teaser bets because you really shouldn't tease the game and the total. But anybody that did tease the game and the total, it didn't matter what they did. Everybody won. Yep. No, you're you're 100% right. We did take teasers on it, but they're definitely scaled down, and we do it more as a courtesy, but it's not something that we overextend on. And, of course, when the game was over, um, it still posted a, a red number to those. And, um, you know, you're right, all, all combinations covered with the teaser. So it's just one of those games. And, you know, we've now had three straight Super Bowls, guys, that have fallen on three points. So you kind of look at the uh, – after not having any for a really long time, um, you know, I think the, the shortest uh, point differential was eight points for the previous six or seven uh, Super Bowls. But we've now had three in a row fall on three points, um, which for the teaser players usually bodes pretty well. Yeah, and then uh, I know you guys, uh, a lot of places are doing the squares and everything. If you had the five and the two, uh, you're not thinking, okay, I don't have much of a shot here. And then for it to land on three with a 25-22, with a two kind of oddball scores, you know, a little craziness right there. But, again. Yeah, I mean, no question. I mean, guys, I really thought, again, midway through the – the second half that uh, there's no conceivable way that this game is going over. Um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not banking on um, the Niners missing an extra point. And that just kind of changed everything because if you make that extra point, that last drive of the chiefs, there's a different sense of urgency and they know they have to get into the end zone. Not saying they wouldn't have, but they wouldn't have been able to settle for a field goal. Um, so there was a lot that that missed extra point really um, changed the, the complexion of kind of, I think, the Chiefs' thought process. You know, we looked at it then and said, you know, there's a real chance now that this game goes into overtime, yeah. and there's a chance that it could go over now where we didn't think there was a chance probably 30 seconds before that miss. Oh, yeah. I mean, the two plays were the game changers, Chuck, was the, you know, the muff punt and the miss extra yep. point. No, 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's uh, and again, it, you know, that's how Super Bowls are are, are won and lost, and uh, it was crazy. Very slow start, you know, but then again, things picked up, you know, in the, in the second half. I know, uh, you know, uh, Niner people, uh, Niner fans that bet the first half. Uh, they won on that bet. I think they were like a, a point and a half favorite, right? For or for the first half, it was a, a half a point in the first half. But yeah, yeah, so regardless, was, yeah. I mean, it was uh, yeah. Niner betters did well in the first half, and it was a really you know well bet game overall, guys. It's just uh, you know those two plays really you know were, were the difference in the game. And um, if you're the Niners on that play, you almost have to not have anybody back. I mean, you just had a defensive stand and uh, that's the kind of, you know, turnover that really changed the complexion of the game. And, and again, I go back to the overtime where there seemed to be massive confusion on the Niners side of not exactly knowing what, uh, you know, what the overtime rule was. And then you look at, you know, I think in the first half, uh, uh, Purdy missed Ayuk in the end zone where he could have scored a touchdown. And in the, in the second half, he missed Samuel where he scored a, could have scored a touchdown. So I thought he missed some opportunities there, but I just think it's really hard to, to get the, get the ball first in overtime and, and know that Patrick Mahomes is going to get the ball back and he knows what he needs to do to win. And they now have four downs. I think just, uh, Reed and Mahomes are just way too good, and I can't speak for Shanahan and the 49ers, but uh, I just wonder if they had to do it all over again if they wouldn't have taken the ball second. No, it really appeared that they did not know the rules. I mean, you know, the 49er players openly admitted that, which caused a, you know, a storm of criticism. And who knows? You know, maybe that coaching staff was not aware. Again, this is the first time it's it's ever come up. It's ever you know, it was only implemented last uh, postseason, and that you know, we never had an overtime game. You know, and then and uh, here you know, who knows? Maybe they really didn't know. So it's well, you know, I thought it was a little concerning. You know, from the Niners' standpoint, where they said it. If we both went down and scored field goals, if we both right. went down and scored touchdowns, that we would have, you know, that we wanted that the third opportunity to be sudden death. But you hear from the Chiefs side that we practiced this and had San Francisco scored a touchdown, had a successful extra point. Had we gone down to score, we were going for two. So it just sounds from a preparation standpoint. The Chiefs were way more in tune with exactly what they were going to do. And it's easy for San Francisco to say, well, if we both scored, we were going to, you know, have the sudden death. But hey, that's if you scored, if you scored a field goal, you had to know that from a math side of it, giving Mahomes the ball and, and giving them four downs every play really kind of flipped the script somewhat. So a bit of a head scratcher for me. I just don't understand what the thought process was on the Niner side um, to, to take the ball first at overtime. Chuck, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, go rest up, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you next week. All about hoops now, baby. It's all about basketball and hockey. All right, boy. Sounds good. Take care. There he is, Chuck Esposito over at Red Rock, uh, fine sports book director at the Station Casinos Properties. All right, I want to thank uh, Chuck. Also, Jay Schrader, the quarterback, for joining us today. Marco D'Angelo and Num Chuck as well. Marco, have yourself a good one. Go hit some baskets. Thanks. Hit some I pucks. Need, I need some after we need some, yesterday. We need some food. That's what we need. <laughs> we need some food. All right, man. 
Uh, if you missed any part of the show, go check it out, tcmartshow.com. And go check out our recap up on the website, too, at tcmartshow.com. Back out tomorrow, Terrible Tuesday Takes, and a whole lot more. Have yourself a good one. I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is a and a new steel. Viva! 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 Viva!